returned to the cloud. Wicked. Cool. All right. What's up, everybody? Space to Grow episode two. Uh, it took us a while to get to episode two, but um, I feel like we're both going through, uh, you know, big changes in life and we're so focused on our missions. Uh, but every time we come together and chat, it's always special. So glad we made it happen, bro. Yeah, likewise. And I think I, I like that it's uh, organic. I like yeah. that we're not really worried about pumping these out. And it's kind of like when we feel the flow to do it, the calling, if you will. And uh, yeah, we've both been really kind of uh, doing our thing at the same time. So it's all for good reasons for the space yeah. between the episodes. Yeah, definitely. And like I was saying uh, before we started, I love to see you doing your thing. It inspires me every day. Uh, you're doing beautiful work in the world. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been fun watching your growth as well. Um, yeah, man, it's been it's been a really cool ride. These I would even say these last three or four weeks, as we were talking about, we're both getting more aligned with with our purpose, um, which feels really fantastic. Everything kind of just flows effortlessly, um, and leaning into it feels um, better and better. So it's been really nice uh, being busier, but more aligned. Yeah, that's how I feel. Also, like we were up until you know we're working like 15 hours a day getting this merch packed up but i was like i fucking love it yeah like there's nothing else i'd rather be doing yeah that is nice when you when you really are aligned um with whatever it is that you're doing it it never does feel like work it feels really good you feel um inclined to do it you feel ready to do it excited to do it and uh, that's the that's the sweet spot i think a lot of people are trying to kind of um, fall into and one of the things that me and you were always kind of wanting to discuss is like purpose and discovering what that purpose is. And a lot of people talk about purpose, but I have a feeling that most people don't truly understand what that is. Um, we were kind of touching on that um, prior to this call. And it's something that I kind of get questions on quite often. You know, what is purpose? How do we discover purpose? How do we live out our purpose? And, um, and, uh, you know, I've been really loving Eckhart Tolle's take on purpose. And uh, for me, it's it's first really understanding uh, the inner purpose, which is the term he uses. And then, then you can fall into the outer purpose, which is how we express the inner purpose or channel the inner purpose. And so mm. I just made a post about this uh, this morning um, because it's been a topic purpose. It's been coming up and you know, the inner purpose I feel is the same for every single person on this planet. And that's to become enlightened or become aware that we are not the thinking human conditioned mind and that we are loving awareness, consciousness, having the experience with this human. And uh, that's the first big shift in understanding your true purpose that you are loving awareness. And then after that, you can have your outer purpose, which is how do you channel this enlightenment? How do you channel this awareness shift that you are consciousness, that you right. are awareness? Yeah. And then how can you share that with the world? What right. channel can you use? Uh, you know, and, and for like myself, it's the breath work or holding space in different ways for other people to become present, essentially conscious so that they can become aware of purpose so that they can then channel into their outer purpose and make big changes in their profession, their relationships, whatever it is that you're doing. And it really shows like, that's essentially what you're kind of locking into right now. 
um, with your shift in your profession and how you're working for yourself now, how it's more aligned to the things that you choose to do. Yeah, man. And I would love to hear your take on this because the, the mass awakening that we've been living through the last couple of years mm -hmm. is very beautiful. But, you know, for me, like living in these realms on like TikTok and stuff, what I'm finding out is that a lot of people are stuck in that part in the, oh, I'm not the mind, but then it turns toxic. Like they go against the human and they're like, you know, like it's an accident that I'm in the human, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You know? And it's like, it's like, no, 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 no. We have to like take this and figure out how we can then channel that into a meaningful human experience. The problem is you're at your bullshit job that you hate. You're doing all this stuff that you don't even want to be doing. You don't have a real deep why you're doing it, right? You just think you have to. You ended up in this position. Now you have these bills and all this shit, and it seems meaningless. And then you, you know, and so then we have this awakening where the universe cracks us on the head and says, like, hey, you know, there's more going on here. But, but I feel like a lot of people are stuck in the, like, oh, shit, well, like, so it's all meaningless? It's like, no, <laughs> it's very meaningful, the opposite right so you know you work with a lot of people so i'd love to hear your take on this like how do you personally and then how do you help somebody else begin to channel this a newfound awareness into a meaningful outer world an outer purpose yeah it's more so about really teaching them that again this first inner purpose enlightenment to to truly have them understand that they are not the thinking mind that they're not the person but they're here to experience love through this individual and the way we can really align ourselves is through the present moment which is consciousness so it's first uh quieting the conditioned over analytical mind that they're identifying with and we do that through forms of like presence like the breath work or cold plunge or yoga whatever whatever modality you choose to use to create a portal if you will for for enlightenment, um, for loving awareness to flow through, and therefore an original thought on different things as opposed to the, the mind, which is either in the past or in the future. So creating the stillness is, is uh, the first step in yes. each individual to tap into the watcher consciousness. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's really great about that is that whenever we become conscious and or present, um, the ego also the manifest ego that the brain created also dissolves. So a lot of the fear based thoughts will no longer be in the room per se. Granted, the mind is still deeply conditioned over the years to have its fear based thoughts. But as we introduce this conditioned mind uh, to the present moment to consciousness over and over again, through all these different techniques, breath work, cold plunge nature, we can then retrain this conditioned mind to be more loving awareness. And then, and then from that, we find some amazing, beautiful, deep purpose and meaning to this life here, because we then get to share this newfound awareness, this beautiful consciousness, this universe that we're all deeply a part of, and then mm -hmm. um, express it through, through different channels, through our work, mm -hmm. um, leading by loving example, um, while we are here. And that is so beautiful to help others align with their purpose, to help them express um, their divinity through different forms of channeling, 
whether it be guiding someone through breath work or having wonderful conscious conversations or leading a breath work or not breath work or yoga class where essentially we're just helping them become present to tap mm -hmm. into consciousness. Yeah. Do you think it's important for people to take their income into their own hands? Um, yeah, I, I think I think it really just more so depends on like, are you doing something um, that you enjoy doing for for you know for the times that you're working? Like, mm -hmm. I think I think taking your income into your own hands is a is a wonderful place to be when you have. Um, when you have that ability and you don't have to rely on anything else outside of yourself, that's a wonderful place to be. I personally love it. I enjoy it. I don't really see myself ever working for a company or, or any type of individual. And I relied on like my income from that person. And it's been really wonderful to not do that for quite some time. I've been doing that for a long time, even with personal training. Right. Um, I was, I was creating my own income for like uh, the last like 13 years. Right. Um, that that's unbelievable. I, I, I like being outside of working for someone. Uh, I do could never see myself working for another individual again. <laughs> Me either. Um, yeah, it's, it's so I mean, there is, there is some like really beautiful sovereignty and it's just beautiful to be able to have that. And and then also you you become really good about um creating this flow this workflow within yourself when you do work for yourself to where it's it's uh it's way more aligned um you are operating from your your deepest self and whatever business that you do create and and that's what i think a lot of people are missing when they work for other individuals and in their own personal vision um so if you do uh, you know not unfortunately but you know if you do end up working for people and a business that doesn't really align with like your purpose, essentially, your values, it's good to also make time outside of that boat to do things that do align with your purpose and do align with your values. If you aren't able to do that, it's definitely important to make that happen. Because, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there, um, like, say, a, a lot of even women, I would say a lot of women who get involved in say, the work workforce. Mm -hmm. um, for many women, this is a learned behavior, because the workforce is mostly left brain right very masculine and so a lot of women have to learn this role this left brain role because most women are right brain creative and this doesn't really feel good and or align so a lot of say women who become doctors are in this 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 learned role on how to participate and make money and that can definitely feel not very aligned but it creates a great living and it can even be a great service right. so i think i think it's important um, to be aware of that and then make sure you're doing things that do align with you, whether you're a man or a woman outside of that, that workforce, if you aren't going to work for yourself. Well said. I was doing a podcast yesterday um, with this, with this woman, she's uh, an intimacy coach and she's very, it was very interesting. You know, I personally have no interest in trying to like define gender roles and all that stuff. But what I will say is in me and my family here, we are kind of getting back to a more, you know, because like you said, like, I get it that women and I hate this is such a slippery slope to even go down, but I get it that women historically have not been treated as as equal beings. And I don't agree with that. But I also think that a lot of 
women this is going on with men and women but like a lot of women like why do you want to be in the workforce why do you want to adapt and be something and try to fit into a box when you're so much bigger than that box you know so i think that like the whole conversation around the workforce and all of this stuff um you know needs to be changed anyway and you know we were kind of talking before is like you know when it comes to helping people align with their purpose, which is kind of what we're all doing, we're all walking each other home. And the more we do become enlightened, the more we are obligated to share and leave stepping stones for others um, with what we've learned. And I feel like everybody has their own niche. You know, with you, you're very good at creating the stillness and the space. And then for me, I'm more of like a business mind. So I'm really trying to help people you know, transition and get creative with like, okay, how can I make money outside of this job? Because that's what I'm finding. Like nobody wants to be doing what they're doing. And that's such a terrible thing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 24. I've been working for myself since I was 16. I've had a couple little like lifeguard jobs, like within there, as I was like figuring out my way, but I've always intrinsically known I needed to be fully independent. And uh, this is a, a sword I've been sharpening for the last decade. Um, mm. And it's very important to me and uh, and it's important to a lot of other people. They just don't know where to start. Um, so I'm trying to help with that. Um, but just like within our, you know, within our family here, you know, me and Mackenzie and the baby and Ellie, it's like, I am the, the masculine, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like aligning with my big, huge vision and my purpose. And then Mackenzie's role is like day to day getting creative with how we can turn these into actual steps and how we can feasibly make this greater mission happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so beautiful watching her step into that role and me step into my role. And we're just kind of, mm -hmm. we're figuring it out, you know? I think um, that's, that's important to really touch on because I, I think it's manipulation why we are where we are. Right. I think like acknowledging that there's a system that has devalued um, the mother role and has devalued the nesting role and oh. and they've manipulated men to also devalue that role. You know what I mean? Like they've they, a lot of a lot of especially back in the day, men wouldn't appreciate what women do within the home. The fact that they nest and they create and they they um, feng shui through and create all that kind of stuff and the, the the way they raise children the way they make food and all this kind of stuff it's it's so important it's so so important and i can't stress i'm with you i cannot stress yeah. how important it is it's so important and so valued and and so aligned um and and this you know this goes for a large percent of women i think and and because they devalued this this motherly role this wonderful supporting wife role um it's really forced a lot of women to think they need to go out there and play this extra gnarly masculine role and this is like i said it's a very learned role and that's okay but i think that's why a lot of women in the end feel not aligned when they go home from work or within their household and also kind of removes a lot of uh, um necessary polarity between the, the couple as well you know, because the workforce is a masculine workforce, the way it's structured and scheduled, right? It's very left brain, very masculine, you could say. So as, as a lot of these women who are becoming, you know, CEOs of their own company, creating their own business, they're tapping into the masculine side, which is fine. But a lot of times this is all done unconsciously. 
And uh, so when they go home to their partner, who's also tapped into the masculine side of himself going into the workforce, there is very minimal to no polarity when they come home. And this kind of really does, uh, you know, doesn't allow it to be what it's supposed to be, I feel, in the household, which is this wonderful male and female essence. And most people are, are losing attraction within their uh, union and they don't even know why. It really takes a, a very self-aware couple that are both contributing or participating in the masculine workforce for them to come home and like be able to shift each other. Like it takes a very, very intelligent man to put his masculine essence on his, his feminine where he needs her to now drop back into the feminine. And he has to use like proper touch and essences and all these type of things and get her to fall back in. So we have that polarity. So I think that's a, a big thing a lot of people aren't paying attention to. And I feel like a lot of women are come home from these long work days um, and they are, they are being able to be creative in this environment, which is their natural essence. So I feel oftentimes they don't feel good. They feel anxious and or stressed for, for all the reasons. And it's also unconscious. Yes. Yeah. And I even, I can even use my, my girl as a, as a, as an example. So my, my girl is, She's incredibly brilliant. She's a doctor of physical therapy. She's very um, schooled in, in all the literature and all that kind of stuff. Um, but she has even noticed that this is a learned process for her, her becoming very, very smart um, in books and literature and uh, science and all that kind of stuff. That's a very learned process for her. And then she has her other side, which isn't learned, which is her natural creative process, which is her painting. Right. When this, which is her cooking. She loves cooking. She loves painting. She loves dancing. Mm. She loves all those things. And when she, when she works nine hour days um, as a physical therapist and comes home, I can see, I can see it on her. I can see how it doesn't really align with, with her true essence. Mm. Um, and, and, and she's now caught on to that as well. So now that she's, she's cut that left brain work down quite a bit where she works significantly less hours and then has poured more of her right brain natural creative side into her life where she's painting hours in a day she's dancing more she's being more feminine uh, mm. loves cooking again being creative in the kitchen um it's amazing watching her whole her whole essence completely change yeah it's it's unbelievably beautiful um and so i think like we've been kind of duped in many ways to feel like women need to join the workforce because um they don't they, they devalued the the creativity of the female essence at the home um, yeah. and it's nice going back and seeing that and being more tradition like me and my girl are falling back into more quote-unquote traditional ways yeah. where where I want her to be as feminine as possible. I want her to be as creative as possible. I want her to work less in the masculine environment as possible. And, and she feels that too. Um, she's, she, I think there's a really big goal for her to one day is to create a living being creative. Painting. Yes. Which yeah. she can't do. Which she can do. Because the internet has changed the game. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, that. it's just, it's getting over any types of fears and or doubts mm -hmm. um, and leaning into the unknown and, yep and trusting it, which is what we're all doing on our end, right? We're doing it in our masculine way. Well, women can do it in their feminine way too. And I think once they realize like, hey, lean into your alignment, lean into that essence that is you and don't let anybody manipulate you thinking that it's less valued 
um, because you're not in this workforce, you know, collecting this type of money. Um, that comes in the end once you align yourself yet again. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice to see it. And what's funny is, is that I'm even noticing this even with, with men, like men are on this grind, this hustle and this environment, like it's over the top, right? It's like this consistent, this is this work, this work, this work that they don't even know how to pause and be creative because we all need a little bit of both. Right. Right. You know, like, you know, 80% of women are probably falling to this creative side and 80% of men have fallen to the left brain work side, but there's that 20% still where we need to like balance and become creative and, and fall into the feminine or fall into the masculine, whatever that's needed to have this wonderful balance. And most of the people I'm working with right now are, are people who are deeply entrenched into this grind mentality, this left brain mentality. And that's all there is. That's all there is. And um, they're trying to find that 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 space or that's that, you know, that that flow between the two. And it's it's really interesting watching why they're suffering. It's 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 only because they don't understand. They can't see that they're that they're either pouring too much into one end and not even looking at the other. Mm. Wow. Hey, let's totally switch gears. I going to ask you about something. So today. Um, I know you and I both are huge. Um, microdosing is a big part of our life. It's mm. like our trusted friend, um, a tool, great tool. And it was funny. So I, I, I did a, a pretty gnarly, more of a mini dose this morning. And uh, I was riding my bike with shirtless. And I'm listening to Terrence McKenna. And I hear him. And so, this, I mean, think about this is like, you know, 40, 50 years ago. And he's talking about psychedelics and he goes, well, like he does often. Um, but I thought it was interesting and it really hit me. He goes, this was way before microdosing was either even invented, all this stuff. He goes, we have we we have a lack of consciousness. He's, he's, he's talking about how before they were called psychedelics, they were called conscious consciousness enhancing substances. He's like, we are lacking consciousness in this world. We can't get enough consciousness. So if there is a substance that can enhance your consciousness or your smartness in any way, we need our best people on it all day long. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what he was saying. And I was like, that's interesting seeing how microdosing is becoming so popular. Um, and you know, like just hearing him talk about like how like the, his whole concept of the archaic revival, he's basically talking about the post ice age era about 19,000 years ago, where we were following, we weren't a dominator culture. We were more of a, uh, a synergistic uh, teamwork culture. And we were following around these cattle essentially. And the the mushrooms coming out of their poop was a dietary part it was dietary it mm. wasn't just medicine it was dietary and that's where we see the human brain double basically overnight when you look at yeah. you know human beings basically overnight in like a couple thousand years and he talks a lot about that era obviously none of us were alive um during that area era but like the evidence and and what we know about you know what we've studied and you know you come to this conclusion 
And uh, I feel like we're kind of living through that now, you mm. know, like with the popularization of not only not only like doing psychedelics, but like every day. Mm. And um, it's funny. I used to think like when I first started doing like big doses and stuff, I started doing it a lot. And then I started thinking like, oh, you shouldn't do this stuff that much. Mm. You shouldn't do it that much. But I'm, my views are shifting. My views are shifting. I'm like, I'm like, we shouldn't do it in that much, that much in this world where we have to wake up and go to our nine to five job. In that paradigm, you can't do it too much. Mm. But in this paradigm, yeah, I, I'm. I mean, when I re when you really unpack what I'm doing for a living, mm. is essentially tapping into these realms, delivering messages that are inspiring folks mm. and making them want to buy an I'm feeling mushroomy t-shirt because of the because of the the vibe and the I don't even know how to the awareness that I'm tapping into and bringing forth into their lives through the screen you know what I'm saying um so I'm really big I truly feel like there was we have jumped out of the old paradigm and like we're in this more creative yeah. Realm. And Present. uh yeah, I just I just uh I would like to get your take on that because I think I think fuck it, man. If you can tap into and everybody watching who's like, you know, has their job or whatever, like, okay, easy for you to say, but I feel like I'm not special. Like everybody can do this. Alan Watts fucking 70 years ago was saying, if you're not getting paid to play, you haven't figured out life. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. this is 70 years ago, pre-internet. Now we're in the internet era where it's easier than ever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't even know what I want you to comment on. But yeah, that's my stream of consciousness for the day. Well, I think, I think what we can do first is really like break down what mushrooms are doing. And just like everything else, it brings us back to the present moment. So what mushrooms do is they quiet the over-analytical mind. And when we become present, we also dissolve the manifest ego, the fear-based ego. So it allows us to tap into consciousness and everybody needs that. Like you said, everybody needs to be more conscious. So it makes perfect sense um, to really um, want that and uh, find it through the mushrooms or through forms of presence. So it makes perfect sense because that's what mushrooms do. They quiet things down so that you can be present. And when you're present, that opens the portal for um, creative new thought to flow through. And that's what's up. That's really what we all need to be tapping into is presence. And you can use microdosing um, as a wonderful tool, as a wonderful medicine to quiet that part of your mind down. And even if you're a person that's in the workforce, you can microdose. You can microdose a very small amount so that you can be essentially more present through your day which will allow you to become aware of many of the autopilot behaviors that do not serve you, even as you still go to your corporate job. And what will happen, it might even allow you to become aware that this corporate job doesn't align with you, or maybe this corporate job, you know, whatever the case is, it can just help you become more aware of, of things that really don't resonate with you anymore, as opposed to just going through the motions. I think that's a lot of it too. And again, like it goes back to, um, discovering purpose, which is you are loving awareness, you are consciousness. So that's what this medicine also does. It taps you into the, the watcher, the consciousness that, that you are, um, which is 
the most important thing right now. And, and I think, right, what's kind of interesting is like, you know, back in the day when we were roaming the savannah, eating mushrooms out of cow dung, um, there was a lot less, we were, we were more so in a lot of ways operating from, I would say a primordial state of mind, right? Like we didn't have a lot of the things we have now, which is like this type of awareness where the, where the brain like actually suffers quite a bit from its repetitive thinking and, mm-hmm. and the consistent fears that it has taken on and has created through like, am I making enough money? Is this successful? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's such a different mind now or before it, like, I feel like it, it slowed down the primordial brain and allowed the, the monkey to like finally just do this and like look at its hand and like, what am I? type of thing and now it's it's like quieting the over analytical egoic brain yeah. to be like what am i doing <laughs> like yeah yeah what, what do i want how do i how so it's it's the same but also very different it's such a yeah. unique yeah it's really really unique i think it's fantastic i think it's a wonderful tool and i think it really just comes down to intentions i think microdosing on a daily basis or at least, you know, a, a three to five day protocol with a two days rest type of deal is really, really intelligent, especially for an over analytical egoic mind that really has trouble um, separating um, from this, this autopilot routine. So that's mm-hmm. why I think so many people are becoming drawn to it. it. It really does allow them to zoom out just a little bit and, and, and start uh, operating from actual consciousness as opposed to the mind. And, and that's what's, and that's, what's neat is like over time, like you'll just, become more aware of that, more aware of that, that space, that, that, that consciousness, that, that is what you are. And, uh, that's what the sweet spot, that's where, like I said, like those original thoughts can come through. You can become aware of behaviors that don't serve you. You become aware of the relationship that no longer serves you, the job that no longer serves you and start making some big changes. Mm -hmm. And that's productive. You know, people are scared of that. You know, I can see how you would be scared of like doing like somebody listening to this has never done. It's like, oh, my God, you're going to it's going to make me rethink my entire life. But it's like, well, that's, that's the ego. Necessary. Well, that's the ego. That's actually uh, the fear. So mm. the ego, the ego is funny. And, and since the ego is so and so this is why it's so important, that, like the first step that we keep bringing it back to, which is enlightenment, which is purpose, which is understanding that you're not the mind. So the mind, which is not you, these thoughts that are that are happening, learn to observe them and understand that they're not your actual thoughts, that they're the conditioned uh, human mind. And then it's it's incredibly important to understand that this conditioned human mind um, has created and manifested this thing called the ego that's very good at pretending it's you. Mm-hmm. And so that's why people, when they say like, oh, I'm afraid, or that's not even them talking because fear is is not truth loving awareness is the only truth consciousness is the only truth wow. so right then as soon as they say oh, i'm afraid of this or i'm afraid of that they're operating from the unconscious mind mm. and, and mostly from the uh, manifested ego the false self mm. so that's what's happening i think when we talk about this kind of stuff and these fears come in and the ego is so so good at pretending it's you because it doesn't survive in presence it doesn't just survive in consciousness in the light of consciousness so it's so good at being like it's like it's like the same thing as like why like why you don't do the mushrooms the same reason why we don't wake up and do the breath work Mm -hmm. the same reason because Mm -hmm. it can't survive 
when you take the mushrooms. It can't survive when you do the breath work. And this intelligent manifested ego will say anything to not have you do your breath work, to start Monday. Right. Like Thursday and you want to wake up and you want to do your breath work. It's like, start Monday. It's not yeah. going to work. You don't have enough time. They think that's them with these thoughts. Right. People think those are their thoughts, but really it's the egoic mind that are having these intrusive thoughts. And because the person still identifies with the brain, they therefore identify with the manifested ego. So they think they're the ones thinking like, oh, I don't want to do the breath work, or oh, I don't want to take the microdose because of these fears or whatever the brain can come up with to like not have you become present so it doesn't exist anymore. Damn. Yeah. Nice. And that's, yeah, that's what's happening, I feel, <laughs> all the time. And that's why that first step is so profound. That mm. first step is so profound. And that's our true purpose is to understand we are not the human conditioned mind. Mm. That's so important to step outside of this prison that everybody's in because they're in the mind prison. And the mind, the mind is, just needs to be retrained through loving awareness, through consciousness, through the present moment. I mean, as soon as you, soon as you really take the time to step outside of the mind and then realize that it's been conditioned through fear and through lack, you then can start training it. You then can start taking good care of it through your behaviors. Mm -hmm. But first you have to become aware that you're not the mind. Then you have to become aware of your autopilot behaviors. Then you have to become aware of different ways that you can tap into consciousness and presence so that you can actually retrain this brain, this mind, and then remove this thing, this manifested ego that no longer serves us or never really did serve us. Damn, bro. Nicely yeah, you're good at what you do, bro. You know, it's, it's as a just, behavior coach. You know what I mean? Like that's what you're tapped into. You know, yeah. like that's like, yeah, very, very well put, bro. Very that, well. That makes, that makes. I mean, that's what's so beautiful about this. It actually allows you to like just live through such a beautiful space. It's to know that you are deeply connected, that you are already divine, that you are loving awareness. It's so beautiful to know you have that within you, that you can tap into that anytime. Like, that's another big thing, too. Like, this gives you your whole power back. Most people that are struggling with depression, that are struggling with this analytical, intrusive, invasive mind that is just consistently playing the same story of being unworthy, of not being enough, of being a piece of shit, all these type of things. Like, fuck, to be able to, like, step outside of that prison and realize, like, holy shit. I am so much more and I am completely perfect and divine. And then you can take that and then retrain this beautiful sentient being that you have a wonderful relationship with. And it is also very divine. It's just been manipulated um, to have these intrusive thoughts and to have this manifested ego and it's no longer needed. So it's really fun building a beautiful relationship with Justin, the person I call Justin. Yes. And yeah and like allowing him to flourish and become divine himself mm. like it's it's not like once you become divine or once you become aware what's the point it's like no it's like you get to now express it through mm. this divine vessel but first you have to you have to pick him back up i have to pick him back up i have to mm. out of these poor behaviors these autopilot behaviors i didn't take him out of that system and start feeding him well training him well breathing with him and having died and he gets smarter he's getting smart he's becoming more and more divine he's becoming more and more loving awareness right it's like this beautiful and, and now he's even catching on 
to, to he's understanding it more because first the mind can't understand or have any type of conceptualization of like what we're talking about because it doesn't understand because it doesn't know what transcendent is until you mm -hmm. take it but it only operates in the realm of the known the five senses the, right the five senses so that's the interesting part so as soon as you introduce it over and over because if you just do it once right so that's what happens people they'll go do an ayahuasca ceremony or they'll go do a dmt ceremony or they'll come and even do a breath work with me and then they just go home but they don't they don't aren't really aware of what they just did mm -hmm. and they don't then continue these present practices these conscious practices to yeah, integrate the brain integrate they don't ever integrate so then three four months later they need to go do another ceremony right or yeah or they fall back into the old paradigm so it's 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 really important why are we doing these things why are we taking the mushrooms why are we doing the breath work why are you going and doing a seven-day ayahuasca retreat you first have to have the intentions of like recognizing and, and and letting yourself know like holy crap i'm not this person i'm consciousness so then i can reunite with this person align with this person become one again because the brain causes separateness between the person and divine right that's what's happening and that's why we suffer is because of the separation from mm. the divine so that's that's the the wildest thing so now that my person understands that he's part of the divine it's he glows he's glowing he's glowing he's excited he's always happy he's always love he understands what is 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 he doesn't attach to anything he dot he doesn't need any validation he doesn't need to be heard he doesn't need to be heard right how wild is that he doesn't even need to be understood doesn't yep. need to be right yep it's it's so freeing it's so mm -hmm. freeing once you align your person with the divinity yes and the ego will fight the entire time and it will manipulate you and pretend it's you so you cannot fucking reconnect with the divine mm. consciousness mm. and that's where everybody and and that's why again back to the beginning if if you don't realize that you're consciousness you believe you're the conditioned person and therefore the ego you will consistently be separated from the divine mm. from consciousness beautifully put i've been hot on this lately um you know, everything I talk about in my content is just the shit I'm living through. You know, I'm not you know, like, you know, I don't know what anybody else thinks, but it's literally just what I'm going through. I'm just communicating it. You know, I have a, I understand that I have a gift of communication and I feel obligated to communicate these experiences to the world. And, and, uh, it's, and it helps people that resonate and that are going through the same thing. Um, but yeah, that was a big part of my, my thing, you know, this whole like spirit, I call it the spiritual TikTok community, you know, it's a bunch of kids that feel lost and they're using spirituality as like an escapism to like not live their life because mm -hmm. they can say like, Oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm the whole universe. It's like, but that doesn't mean shit if you don't embody it. So my whole thing has been fully embodying the human experience. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you have to have first have that realization and then you bring it down into it and then you become a divine yes. being. Yes. Right. So, man, yeah. And the integration is like the most important part. And uh, that's why I'm like super fascinated with, you know, I've been microdosing for a while, but like I'm finally just starting to like realize how awesome it actually is because 
I feel like we're in a funny time with spirituality where we almost, I see this all the time where people like demonize the plant medicines and they're like, you can get there sober, just do breath work, just do meditation. I was like, yeah, you can. But why do we romanticize that over the plant? Like, wouldn't yeah, yeah. it make sense that like you cut, like Tim McKenna says, you cut a deal with a plant, yeah. you know? Like what's so wrong with that? That's yeah. why I'm so, I, I really am into microdosing. I think that everybody should try microdosing mushrooms. Cause it's like, it's not, it's not like something, you know, everybody talks about like, yeah, there's people with mental health issues and I get all that, but like, dude, a 0.1 microdose of psilocybin, like that's something yeah. safely a majority. I'm, you know, I'm no medical professional, but I can say like probably yeah. safely a majority of people could start, could start doing and it will radically shift yeah. your life and then you'll be more inclined to do the breath work and you'll be more inclined to do the yoga but we, i i can't stand when people come from this point of view of like and and it's funny not being a hypocrite i'm okay with changing my mind i used to do that when i first started mm -hmm. becoming all righteous i was like oh you don't even need the plant medicine you can just yeah. do but it's like dude the plant medicine can shake your world up in such a way that begins you on this journey you know you can't rely on them but they show you the reality that mm -hmm. you're missing in your day-to-day -day life and they give you a reference point to then then you like you said why are you doing these things why are you doing the breath work because you're trying to go to that state yeah because yeah, yeah. you're trying because they, they show you what's possible so then you have a reason for integrating a yoga practice or a reason mm -hmm. for integrating a breath work practice right yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what worked for me. I mean, when me first tapping into um, the spiritual realm was definitely through mushrooms and then definitely DMT um, before I ever reached breath work. Obviously, there is no direct path or right or wrong. Um, I think, like you said, I think it really just comes down to understanding what we're doing and then having the attentions and there is no right or wrong. I think that's the thing is when we get to the position of like, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that is the is actually the only poor position it's more so like oh hey here's this wonderful tool and here's this wonderful tool and here's this wonderful tool and they all do the same thing and that's helping create a moment of presence stillness consciousness within yourself so that you can become aware of how to be better how to be more love how to operate from consciousness and so i think that's the only conversation that needs to happen when it comes to pointing out all these different modalities or tools i think microdosing is profoundly great too especially for people who really do struggle with with a very very intrusive very very loud even possibly not only just ego but what i like to call the super ego when it really turns on the individual I mean, I've I've had worked with individuals where in many ways it almost like breath work wasn't enough. Mm. You know? And I can I can I can their the entire time their ego was so loud and shamed them so hard. It's like the intrusive thoughts. I mean, they would have small breakthroughs, but I can definitely see where where psychedelics can really just bring them to that space. I mean. And if I'm being honest, I've definitely hit levels, levels of stillness, that quantum through breath work. But to this day, um, DMT and mushrooms have really allowed me to tap into that field on such a level um, of such divinity, of such presence, of such stillness, of such interconnectedness. 
um, those were some of my my most enlightening moments. Mm. Um, so I think really, really just comes down to, again, it's just why we are doing it and intentions, um, remove the fear, you know, just really educate people on it more than anything. I, I think mushrooms are profoundly important. They are here for a divine reason. Um, yeah. for sure. Big time, bro. Um, I had a, man. Yeah, I'll, this is a take. This is something that some people may not agree with, but nothing I say everybody agrees with. Um, you know, we live in such a science-based world where science and like proven analytics has become the new religion, um, which is, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, we live in this whole world where it's like people need to see another John Hopkins study to prove that mushrooms are helping with PTSD. And I get it. And that's great. And those kind of studies are so great to like kind of awaken like people who don't, aren't tapped into the magic of life and they need scientific proof. But I will go on record at this, um, you know, August 18th, 2022 and say, I, I, I mean, I think everybody should do mushrooms. <laughs> like I just, you know, and like that sounds like something that somebody who just did mushrooms would say and touche, you know, I, I did mushrooms, you know, years ago and like started on this path. And it's funny, I did them and then I tried to act like I, they weren't that important. And I'm just realizing they're fucking important. That's just my stance on it. I think they're really fucking important. I had a take go viral on TikTok the other day um, where I was talking about how these different substances have played such a role in our society, uh, how cannabis, right? So over the last few years, cannabis uh, entered our society in a major way. You know, we got away from alcohol, like all the young people like aren't drinking anymore. Everybody's smoking weed and cannabis erodes loyalty to systems. You know, when you're smoking weed every day, it is a psychedelic drug. You're smoking weed and going into your job and you're realizing, you know, this job is bullshit. Like, I don't want to be here. Right. And so we, I feel like the cannabis really eroded the illusion about government and about, you know, this whole structure. Lifted the veil a little bit. Lifted the veil. But now we're stepping into a whole new realm. We're in a mushroomy phase, I feel like now, because, you know, the cannabis, the cannabis, I feel like, and this is coming from somebody who smoked every day for years, and I haven't the last few weeks. I haven't smoked weed in weeks. And I'm seeing like, holy shit replacing microdosing with cannabis has had profound shifts in my life. Like the cannabis lifts the veil, but I feel like the mushrooms are allowing us to start moving more intelligently now and to not just sit around and point out all the flaws in the system and complain about it, but start taking action. Mm -hmm. Right. So now we can like move intelligently. And now we're like, you know, it's expanding my mind and my, mm -hmm. my field and my creativity and understanding, oh, we can do this, we can do that. Oh, we can, we can organize this group. We can move in this way. And, uh, you know, I, I would encourage everybody out there as a daily cannabis smoker for years and years, try cutting it down and replacing it with microdosing. That's had profound effects for me personally. Yeah, I think it's just more intelligent, right? I think. I think, uh, and I think maybe even used differently. Like I personally, if I'm looking to say, 
in many ways become more conscious, more present, I really do want to lean towards mushrooms, especially if I'm with people, mm -hmm. um, if, I'm, if I'm out moving around, if I'm going hiking, if I'm out in nature, it seems that it really does a good job of, of actually really connected me to what consciousness is, right? To everything in the universe. Does a really good job of interconnecting everything. Um, where weed, I don't get that same sensation. Weed is more of a philosophical mm. drug for me. So weed's one of the, and it's more of a body. I mean, mushrooms definitely make you feel the body for sure, especially in larger doses. But I believe, <clears throat> I believe it also allows you to connect to everything. Like you can feel like the world breathing. Mm. You can feel everything connected to you. Where marijuana for me, it, it pretty much just makes me connected to my person only. Mm -hmm. Yes, my person and which is great so when i when i smoke the intentions are to connect with my human mm. that's it that's it so and that's why i really don't smoke when i do my breath work mm -hmm. i don't smoke because if i smoke i stay within my human i can philosophize within my mind and within my mm. human but i'm i'm not tapped into i believe the div divinity of consciousness in many ways I'm still right. with these deep thoughts within my mind. Granted, now these deep thoughts have more empathy. Mm. They, they have more positivity. They, they have less attachment. Yeah. Right. So they do something to the mind in a really wonderful, we does something to the mind in a really fun way, but it doesn't allow me to connect in many ways to everything due to I'm still within the mind. Right. So, or, and, or body. So like I smoke and do yoga. Because mm -hmm. I connect to the person, or if I want to do some really cool philosophy and deep thinking, and I want to come up with a new way of expressing some deep thought, I'll mm -hmm. smoke weed and take a shower, and right. I come up with these brilliant epiphanies of how to articulate consciousness or deep thought. Um, but it's still within myself, still within the mind. I'm, I'm actually very unaware in many ways of my surroundings when I'm high. Yeah. I, in fact, I, I realized that, and many times, like when I hang out with my girl and we smoke, we actually, in many ways, become actually disconnected. Yes. Because, because I actually go within myself and I'm thinking within myself, which is great. But if I want to connect with my girl or the things around me, not the best choice. So again, and, and this could be different for everybody, but that's how I feel about weed. So I make sure when I smoke, it's, it's usually when I'm just with Justin in many ways, or if my partner also wants to like, smoke and eat food with me but she's not needing me to you know connect and we can just watch a movie and turn off then sure then we can both smoke weed and eat some yummy food and watch a movie and unplug and just kind of be the person in our space but if we like want to hang out and stuff like that and actually be very very present with each other i would lean towards microdosing with mushrooms every day all day no matter what and if i want to connect with the earth i'm gonna microdose with mushrooms all day every day and if i want to ascend into consciousness and and really connect with loving awareness my highest self mushrooms over weed all day every day boom well said yeah. it's thinking about like checking out and like just like the way like weed does do it, may, it makes me think of uh me and you in your uh back room smoking weed watching gaia <laughs> do you remember that day where there's we're like back there in blankets just like he's hitting the bowl watching gaia that shit's perfect, you know, yes, because believe it or not, if you would have had me do mushrooms and you'd be like, hey, let's go watch this documentary on this television, it wouldn't work. No, me either. That, that's me the either. funny part. So like there's there's such a difference between the two 
where, where weed allows me to actually really learn from, from usually like almost like sources like TV or even my phone. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't disconnect me from that. It actually allows me to pull it in where mm -hmm. mushrooms, if, if I were feeling good on mushrooms, the last thing I would want to do is put on my TV or look at my phone. It's like, I just want to, I'm so connected to everything that is around me. It's so, they're so different. Yeah. They're so different. And obviously I've definitely like done a bong hit and like went to that space and, but that's so rare or like yeah. edibles and went to that space, but it's usually, yeah, I usually go into my body, into my mind and, and I have some wonderful epiphanies within myself, but I'm not connected to anything outside of that in many ways. Very well articulated. Um, yeah, let's, we'll end it there, man. Well, uh, I, I will end this with saying, obviously I've been putting in work for years on like cultivating my purpose and like come, you know, but I will say the biggest shift, one of the biggest shift, things that solidified it for me was actually like really limited. It wasn't like a, I'm never smoking again, but like I've really limited my cannabis use the last three or four weeks. And I've been microdosing every single day. And I have stepped more into my purpose than ever before. Just for everybody listening. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just sharing my journey. If you can take anything from it, if you are smoking weed all day, maybe try replacing it with some microdosing. I've gotten very clear mm -hmm. and uh, it feels really good. That's yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I actually have done the same. Like I've cut back on my smoking quite a bit. Um, I used to smoke all through the day uh, in the morning, all that kind of stuff. And I think most of it was just, you know, um, like the identity with it because it helps me so much in the beginning because yes. I think it's like a stepping stone into consciousness, right? Like, mm. you know, first it's just like the over analytical mind, which, you know, and then you smoke and then you can like take a step back, like you said, but then there's like another step farther. And yeah. so, yeah. And I, I just feel like it's fungi is just very, very intelligent, very, very intelligent. And I think each have their place and purpose, but yeah, I think they're just two different approaches when it comes to one uh, being present with your surroundings and the other one more so being like really, really present within yourself in right. some way. Yeah. So I agree. I mean, I really only smoke, if anything, right before bed because I still love the way it makes me sleep. I, I personally don't care to care to dream very much because it kind of keeps me up. So I like, I like not dreaming, to be honest. I like, you know, let me just sleep and turn off completely. Dude, that's so funny you say that. I've never heard anybody else say that, but I feel the exact same way, dude. Not smoking, these dreams I've been having are fucking insane. It's like, like you said, it's like keeping me up. It's like insanity. Mm -hmm. And um, I've just been kind of like letting it, because I just don't even have any in my house, you know, any, any cannabis. <laughs> so I'm just like letting it ride. I'm just like, fuck it, this is weird though. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you. It's, you're, this is making me want to go pick some up and fucking smoke before bed because I'm with you. These fucking dreams are crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, it, I think. It, yeah, I mean, if, I think if you use weed like to connect with your person and like in like that really beautiful way, I think weed's a wonderful place. And I suggest if you're gonna smoke, try it with yoga. If you're gonna smoke, try it when you go for a run. When you smoke, you can even try it with weightlifting or your mace work or your kettlebell flow. I, I personally wouldn't do it with meditation because I'm I'm trying to to ascend. I'm right. trying to leave trying to leave body, right? I'm trying to leave body. So um yeah I think I think comparing the two is not even in the same ballpark. Yeah. 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 So very cool, man. Um, good chat. Yeah, good chat. Good stuff. 
Hey, and now, now that we have this, uh, I bought the Zoom plan, we have the iPhone thing figured out, we can start doing this more. Yeah, um, sounds good. This is super easy. This is just like sit down, boom, turn it on real quick. Boom. Conversation. Yeah. All right, bro. Sounds good. I love you, man. This was a love lot you, of man. fun. Yeah, um, when do you visit? Austin? Yeah. So I just booked a Hawaii trip. Um, it's funny that you asked. Uh, I was literally about to just walk out and say to Mackenzie, we need to go see Justin. So uh, when you go to Hawaii, she just yelled from the other room, I want to go to Austin. <laughs> so when do you I'm go to look Hawaii? at flights. When do you go to Hawaii? Three weeks, three and a half weeks. Okay. Well, if you guys want to make a trip here first and then go to Hawaii from here, you can. Yeah. I, well, so our flights are from here. If anything, I would come like next week and like, yeah. or like two weeks from now and just come to like Monday through Friday. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And that's actually available next week. Right now, I have nothing on the schedule except for that unified intention, actually. So if you guys okay. wanted to come through, you can come to the unified intention. We're going to have a get-together after unified intention as well. So if you guys say fly in like the 26th, you can stay the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, and fly out to the 29th. Okay, I'm going to check out flights, and I'll text you. Check it out. All right, bro. Love you, dude. Peace Love you, out. Man. All right, how do I stop? Okay, boom.